Baker Mayfield, undraftable, off my board. The Cleveland Browns select Baker Mayfield. Welcome to the OBR Film Breakdown. I am your host, Jake Burns. We are back for another Saturday mock draft episode, your week six edition now. This season is really moving along fast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We are not able to be joined by our usual guest, Stephen Thomas, as he has some family in town, some obligations. But we have Russell Brown, who who covers and scouts uh, for the national side of things for Cover One Sports, and they do a great job over there. And I wanted to get Russell to come on the show, and I think he does a fantastic job on this interview. I will say, before we get there, though, the news that has come out between last night and today, as I'm recording this on Friday at 8 o'clock, is that Nick Chubb will be out for this game. I kind of want to give some reaction to that. I think it's important to do so. It's tough. Uh, I think anytime you lose Nick, uh, the, the ability that Nick Chubb brings to create things out of thin air, it loses some of your identity. Now, the Browns are lucky because they have the ability to fall back on Kareem Hunt. Now they'll be doing this for the second year in a row. And if you look back on the data from when they lost Nick last year, they were still they were still able to score points if it wasn't a non-horrible weather atmosphere like there were a couple times there between I think it was Houston and Las Vegas. So, you know, what you hope to see is the Browns quarterback in this situation Baker Mayfield rise to the occasion and play really well to get some bust plays from uh, their other superstars that I think are on the field and Odell I don't think Jarvis will play in this game but you need you know Odell to step up Donovan Peoples-Jones Hooper and Joku those guys to step up and alleviate the burden on the run game to be the biggest part of their success so obviously tough to lose Nick never want to see that happen but injuries happen they're probably trying to Uh, Look at the big picture here with him getting an AFC opponent in in Denver on a short week and then rolling right back around and starting into your AFC North games. Missing this game is not the end of the world as far as games that will matter for playoffs uh, down the line. So, you know, stinks, sucks, he's huge, he was playing so well. The Browns run game has been the only team in the NFL since 2005, according to Uh, OBR metrics today that have actually started the first five games with a rush plus EPA. So that means they've come out of the gate running the football really, really well in their first five games. Now they're going to have to shift a little bit. The focal point for my end will be how well are they able to shift to focusing on running the uh, creating bigger chunk plays, moving the football methodically, Baker Mayfield being better on those third and fourth downs to move it through the passing game. So Pressures on Baker, pressures on Stefanski, pressures on Alex Van Pelt and the wide receivers and the O-line. Figure out how to make the passing game the big part of a win on Sunday. That'll be the challenge. It seems like Nick has a real chance to come back before any sort of IR designation. We'll keep our eye on that. Just tough news. Wanted to touch on it, uh, but we won't ruin any more of your Friday or Saturday whenever you're listening to this. So let's uh, let's do what we normally do. We're going to look at Stephen Thomas's Wednesday mock draft that comes out every week. Russell was nice enough to join us and go over this uh, this mock with us and give insights on not only players Stephen picked, but also some other names that uh, are going to continue to pop up through the end of the year and will be guys connected to Cleveland through a myriad of different reasons. So let's get over right now to that interview with Russell Brown. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, welcoming in Russell Brown. Russell, how are you doing tonight, my friend? I am doing great, Jake. How are you, man? I'm good. I'm good. We're we're gonna step in and talk some college prospects. You are you are way over the expert I am right now. Don't I don't even get these guys till January. I usually poke fun at Steve about telling me names of guys I don't know. That's the point of this is to teach Browns fans about prospects that as we approach the end of the season, yeah. they could start to rattle around. So I'm excited to get your opinions on them. We are gonna continue to use Steve's mock, so we're gonna go through it. Guys that you've studied. I know the the audience of this podcast will really appreciate all your notes. We're gonna start with Drake. London, the wide receiver from USC. That's who we have the Browns picking at pick 24 in this mock. What do you have on him? Uh, absolutely love him, man. I mean, he leads the uh, nation in, in reception yards right now, uh, and I believe in receptions as well. I mean, he's got a tremendous frame at 6'5", 210, uh, somebody that can truly climb the ladder. Kind of reminds you of like maybe a Mike Evans type of receiver uh, that can get vertical up the field, does a great job with some body control. I, I think he kind of reminds me of more of like a Mike Williams rather than a Mike Evans, but I've seen both comps thrown out there for the fans out there that love pro comparisons and everything not really my thing but that's you know for the people to decide but uh, yeah no he's he's done a tremendous job this year with inconsistent quarterback play and I think as as the draft gets closer I don't know if he'd necessarily be there at pick 24 but if he is I think it's a slam dunk uh, for for Browns fans if, if that's what they they want as far as an, a number one receiver yeah, I think this is something that rattles around, right, as the Odell stuff goes on, as all, all of these, mm-hmm. the mystery about where the Browns are going in the future is it's tied to, uh, are they going to pick a receiver in the first round? London's interesting. He's got 88 targets on the year, 64 catches, 832 yards. He's rocking a pretty great 89.7 receiving grade, or sorry, 90.2 receiving grade on pro football focus, uh, you know, contested catches. He's 18 of 27 in contested catches this year, which is phenomenal. 14 missed tackles forced already. He's caught 39 balls for first down, so he is a player people should be watching, and and it would make sense that the Browns would look that early uh, for this type of player. Good size, good player. Let's go to – and actually, I should – I always try to reference this. 
they are off this week, USC. They won't be on again until the 23rd. They play Notre Dame. So no, no London this weekend, but you can jump back in with a good game against Notre Dame the week after. Pick two, uh, sorry, round two, pick 56. Steve goes with Perion Winfrey, uh, IDL there in Oklahoma. What do you got on him? I love this pick. I mean, I'm a big Isaiah Thomas guy out of Oklahoma. If you can keep tabs on him, um, I think he's just as talented, if not more talented than Perion Winfrey. But at 6'4", 300 pounds, I mean, this guy just fits the bill of what you're looking for for an interior defensive lineman. He can play in a variety of spots from that four-eye technique to the two-eye. As a nose, he can shade. He can do a lot of different things. So I love what he does as far as his overall pad level. I think he can penetrate the backfield consistently. You put him on a defensive line with, you know, Judevion Clowney, Miles Garrett, obviously. I think a lot of great things can happen for him. He's already got four and a half or five sacks this year, as well as six or seven tackles for loss. So I, I like the hand usage. I like what he brings to the table. And I think ultimately um, this would be a, a great spot at pick 56 if he's there. Um, and again, Isaiah Thomas, Oklahoma, keep tabs on him as well. Yeah, he's he's generating really good interior pass rush, which, which is really the more rare trait. And that's kind of what you're talking about, mm-hmm. too, is he's up to 20 pressures already on the year and just uh, 135 pass rush snaps. He's got five sacks, five hits, 10 hurries. Five tackles, mm-hmm. eight stop tackles, which those plays that constitute a failure for the offense, according to Pro Football Focus. He is an A gap. He's got 50 A gap snaps, more B gaps, so he's more of a you know more of a three tech, according to what Oklahoma likes to do. A good football player, one that you should definitely keep your eye on, and obviously one that the Brown a position that the Browns will keep trying to expand on if the value meets, because they have been very middle middle rounds heavy on some of these interior guys, and I think they'll continue to do so. Oklahoma plays. Uh, they host TCU in quarterback Armageddon that they're in mm-hmm. right now. 7.30, uh, 7.30 kickoff tomorrow if you guys are interested in that one. We have now pick th- uh, round three, pick 88, a guy that we talked about last week, but I'm really interested in your take on the Notre Dame edge rusher, Isaiah Foskey. He's really uh, stepping up. I mean, I'll be honest, 6'4", 260. Um, he, he has really got that athletic mold to him that I think the Browns would be very intrigued with. Uh, somebody that I think you can put in behind a, a player like Miles Garrett or Jadavion Clowney, especially Clowney, to maybe pick his brain a little bit and and learn what what to do, what not to do as a pass rusher. But again, I just I like how explosive he is. That burst off the line of scrimmage is is really good, and I think with that length, he's al- he's allowing himself always to create separation. And with that separation, he's able to, you know, use a swipe move or a post club rip, uh, just a variety of hand techniques to to get into the backfield and create pressure, sack the quarterback, tackles for loss, those types of things that we love. So I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, I, I like it at pick 88. And I think uh, if, if you're going to go an edge rusher, going with Notre Dame, they've been able to produce a couple over the last couple of years, you know, from the Aquara brothers um, to, to now a kid like Foskey. So I, I really like it. And um I, I, would, I mean, I think it's a kind of a slam dunk in the, in the third round for, for the Browns. Yeah, especially considering there's a lot of mystery. What are they going to do with Clowney? Is that going to be a guy they can keep around for a while? Tack mm-hmm. McKinley. There's some young people they like. Uh, they, they, they've enjoyed depth-wise. But they, they, they really need to start considering a difference maker. And uh, Foskey's a guy who, who can do that. He wears number seven for Notre Dame. His grade has jumped up tremendously in 2021, 63.5 in 2020 and has jumped it up to a 76.7 total defensive grade and improvements across run defense tackling and pass rush all in the same he's got 19 pressures already on the year six sacks three hits 10 hurries doing a great job there uh let me see here how many stop tack already up to 20 stop tackles so making plays at or behind Mm -hmm. the line of scrimmage effectively 
and he's a little bit all over uh, with with what Notre Dame does. He, he's, he can play along the D line. He sometimes will step out and play wide in a two point. He does a lot of different things for them. Uh, a fun football player, like I said, especially last week. They've been a gauntlet of a schedule to start the year. Has Notre Dame at least their games have been tough. Uh, he had five yeah. pressures and four. Sorry, five five total pressures in uh, the Virginia Tech game. He ended up with a sack in that one. He had four hurries as well. He had four pressures in the Cincinnati game. Had a sack hit and two hurries in that one. So he's been making a big difference lately. Notre Dame, just like USC, is off this weekend before the two get together in South Bend the following week. So uh, that's the that's the the little bit of uh, we try to do here is give you players you can watch the next day. Unfortunately, didn't time up too well too well with a couple of these guys. <laughs> um, Tyler Smith, the uh, the guard from Tulsa. Steve has talked about him. Big guy. He's six five three thirty two. We're not going to spend much time there. Browns are going to look at potentially adding an interior offensive lineman to the mix because of maybe Wyatt Teller's contract doesn't get done. They could look to do that. They, there's there's always mid round value uh, at these at these offensive guard positions, and, and I I mm-hmm. I really don't want to spend a ton of time here uh, just because I think Steve did a great job last week of illuminating. He's got a great anchor. He's got good mobility. Uh, can get to the second level with these two. Good guy, good player. His Ohio State tape is fun to watch. So if you get a chance to go back and watch. Tyler Smith's Ohio State tape, they can get a real gauge for top-level competition. They've also played Oklahoma State, a couple other good schools. He's played pretty well. The guy I want to talk about next is Trey McBride, the tight end Colorado State. Browns might be in the market. Hooper's contract gets a little weird after July 1st. They can cut him for a relatively decent number to get some cap back. So they could really look at a tight end. What do you like about Trey McBride here? Round four, pick 126, Colorado State. I, I like Trey McBride quite a bit. I, I don't know if he'll necessarily be uh, at this spot, to be completely honest. I mean, I, I, I think he's going to start moving up draft boards, especially once we get into the full-on draft circle. Um, so I will actually throw two names. As much as I like Trey McBride, I also like Isaiah Likely out of uh, Coastal Carolina. I think a, a great vertical mover that Likely is. He can move vertical up the field, great athleticism. With McBride, though, I think he's a little bit better all around. He does a really good job blocking. Um, he's at least a little bit more consistent than likely. And and with it, I mean, 41 catches on the year. He, he catches, it seems like, everything that's in his sights. So I think he's got strong hands. I think he can win in the short and intermediate areas of the field. And again, he's a pretty consistent blocker. Um, so I, I would be on board with this pick. I, again, realistically, I don't know if he's necessarily going to be there for Browns fans, uh, just because I think he could potentially be a top 75 pick by the time we get to the draft, if I'm being completely honest here, on the 15th of October. Um, and then just real quick back to Tyler Smith. I will throw an interior offensive lineman's name out there, two mm. of them, for Virginia Tech. Brock Hoffman, the center out of Vatek, they play uh, they play Pitt this weekend. And then Lasita Smith, the guard, he's got a nasty side to him. I think Browns fans would really like when you talk about Wyatt Teller uh, and you look at you know Wyatt Teller coming from Virginia Tech. Just a coincidence, but Lasita Smith and Brock Hoffman are two names to keep tabs on. Good stuff right there. Trey McBride, you're right about it, man. His grades kind of match up with what you're talking about. His reference point is for, for production and, mm-hmm. and where he could end up going. Two straight years over 90 now. He's at a 90.8 last year, 92.6 this year. He's already gone 43, 462. Hasn't found the end zone much just one time, but that is always a a bit of a random draw with finding the end zone. But uh, a guy that can play a little bit of everywhere. He's played some slot snaps. He's played some wide snaps. He's played inline. He's played Y. uh, Y off. He's done a bunch of different things. He's missed uh, forced three missed tackles, 28 catches for first downs. He's caught six of 14 contested catches. Uh, number 85 for Colorado State. They play at New Mexico at 7 o'clock Eastern tomorrow. You can catch him. 
We've talked about several different tight ends on this uh, this show that we've run here on Saturdays, and he's one of them <laughs> to keep your eye on. We love tight ends. Kevin Stefanski, oh, yeah. man, big tight end guy. Um, okay, let's keep rolling. We got pick. Let's see here if I can find it, if this website will load. This is an interesting one. It's Zion. Uh, is it Tupelo? Tupelo? Give it to me. You've got it. You've got to talk to him. Talked about him before. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, uh, yeah. I. I. I am the wrong guy for names. I'm I, terrible. I, I butcher every name on my. I'm so bad at it. I butcher names on every one of my shows every single week. So yeah. I, I. I can give you Zion. That's all I can give you. I think we're gonna try it. <laughs> Tupelo Fatui. We're gonna go that direction. So. Yeah, that'll yeah. work. He he's the one with the Achilles, right? That's trying to come back real quick from this Achilles. Fun pass rusher is is like we're talking like six month recovery here, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's recovering at a, a kind of a rapid pace for for an Achilles. I mean, there's talks of him, you know, playing possibly in November sometime. So maybe in two weeks he could be playing. Uh, but he's got terrific size at six four, uh, two sixty was what he's listed as, and you know he's somebody that I, I think just. I mean, when you watch him play, you're like, who, like, who is this kid? He plays all over the place. He's incredibly versatile. He can drop back to pass or drop back in, in coverage. He can rush the passer. Um, and, and he does it really well. I mean, he's got a really good combination and you always look for edge rushers that kind of have a, a tool chest with a, with a bunch of different tools to it. And, and he's somebody that does, I mean, he's got everything that you're looking for from the length, the burst, the athleticism, uh, the hand usage. And you just like guys that, always are going a hundred miles an hour and he's, he's always going a hundred miles an hour. So I, I love him. Um, I, I think there's a chance that he could go a little bit sooner. He's only at this spot simply because he hasn't played a snap yet this year. So if he does end up playing a little bit and teams aren't worried about the, uh, the Achilles and it kind of says it in the article as well, you know, if they're not worried about it, I think he could go a little bit sooner, but that doesn't mean that the Browns couldn't take him a little bit sooner either. So he's certainly a realistic possibility for a team that, uh, as we mentioned, getting some depth on their defensive line, he would make a lot of sense. Yeah, pretty ridiculous numbers last year, and only I think only played mm. four games in, a, in 95 pass rush snaps, 20 total pressure, seven sacks, two hits, 11 hurries, which is bananas production, and only 95 snaps. So yeah, we'll pay attention to his draft cycle, how quickly he gets back, um, you know, sort sort of what the Achilles looks like. But there, if you're looking for late round pass rush. Uh, wild card types that is one that that is a name if as bad as i butchered it there will be people who say it right uh we'll check back on that one another name that has been in a weird range comes nfl heritage joey porter jr i know you've studied him uh out of out of penn state it feels like this is a little late but maybe this is where he's falling where, where do you have joey porter jr for you right now when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, I mean, I certainly think he'll go, you know, much sooner than this pick 202 spot. I, I would be a little bit surprised uh, just simply because, you know, you have the NFL bloodlines. You have tremendous size for the position at 6'2", you know, 200 pounds. He's got great length for the position. He's always playing through the catch point. His recovery speed is, I think, maybe the most underrated trait of his or quality of his where 
you know, maybe he doesn't win with lung speed, but he just recovers well. He's got ball skills. And again, the NFL bloodlines are there. I love guys that have, you know, an old man that used to play in the league and they get to pick their brain a little bit, pick uh, old teammates of their dad's brain and, and kind of understand how the NFL works. And I mean, with his dad playing in Pittsburgh, he understands the importance of, you know, the rivalry between Pittsburgh and Cleveland and just the AFC North in general. So I like the pick. I just, I think 202 is way too low and why he would be down this far. I'm not exactly sure. I, I think, you know, I think top 125 makes a lot of sense overall. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he went as early as, you know, day two somewhere, but if he was an early fourth rounder, that wouldn't surprise me by any means. But uh, yeah, it, it really depends for him how he tests. And I think that's the big thing with cornerbacks. How well do they run and, and how does the offseason shake out for them? But I like Joey Porter quite a bit. Um, I, I'm a little bit nervous when my Michigan State Spartans play Penn State in a couple of weeks. What will he do with my guys, uh, you know, Naylor and uh, Jaden Reed on the outside? <laughs> for sure. That'll be a that'll be a great game, especially the way Michigan mm -hmm. State's playing. Uh, Penn State's actually off this week. They go to Illinois the following week. No, they host Illinois the following week. A lot of, like Ohio State's off this week too. A lot of bye weeks going on around. Yeah, a lot the of country. buys this week. Yeah, uh, but he is playing well. Joey Porter. He's an eighty point nine uh, collective grade. He's covering the best he's covered in the collegiate level. Eighty four point nine grade there. He has nice ball production. A couple knockdowns this year, and an interception, and has not given up a touchdown in coverage. He's only given up uh, nineteen catches for one hundred eighty one yards. So playing well. I think he will rise. Sometimes we're at the mercy of the draft simulator on these when Steve does them. Uh, but, hey, yeah. if he's there, we'll snag him. The last pick we have oh, yeah. is, is Stephen Gilmore, Stephon Gilmore's younger brother. We've talked about him several times. I, I, I don't want to kind of go through him again, but I do want to know any other names that you have been – because you do this all the time. You go on a ton of shows, Russell. Just like any names that you have, because I'm not sure we'll get you before <laughs> the end of the year. So I wanted to know any names you're kind of connecting to Cleveland uh, that, that makes sense or you've eyed like, like the Tyler Lindebombs of the world or anything like that. Well, absolutely. I mean, if you could get Tyler Lindenbaum at pick, let's say, 24, I think that's a, a slam dunk, a no-brainer. I mean, he's one of the best interior offensive linemen in the country, if not the best interior offensive lineman. And the, the reason I say that is because he, I mean, he chips and climbs so well, so smooth, an incredible athlete. And uh, you love guys that just that move well in space, especially on the interior offensive line, because, you know, if you're running that GT counter, you're running those pin pull concepts, whatever it is. I mean, you need guys that can move and operate in space. And I, I think he he can do that and he can do it consistently. And when you talk about running potentially zone running schemes and things like that, zone blocking, you you get that with Lindenbaum. But a couple of other names, like I mentioned, Isaiah Thomas out of Oklahoma. I think he's incredibly versatile, uh, much versatile than, than some of the other defensive linemen on this this list. And I think, you know, you see it consistently on tape. He lines up as a nose. He lines up as a five technique. He lines up as a four eye consistently on tape. And uh, he does a really good job. Another name as far as wide receiver goes, talked about him on my draft podcast tonight. That's Makai Polk out of Mississippi State. He plays Alabama this weekend. They'll be playing from behind. So I'm curious, will he get a ton of action? Action. Maybe he'll catch eight or nine passes um, and maybe turn a couple of heads as he's, you know, you know, a line against uh, Josh Joby, who's a, a really talented corner. So if you're talking corners, Josh Joby out of Alabama is another name. Um, Kenneth Walker, Michigan State, should be winning the Heisman, but he probably won't because it goes to a quarterback anymore. But uh, Kenneth, Kenneth Walker is a... Uh, kind of a Kareem Hunt style of back. I mean, the running styles are pretty similar, pretty comparable. So I think people will be uh, really intrigued with Kenneth Walker if they haven't watched Michigan State run the football. Um, man, I, I could go for days on these names, I'll be honest. But uh, I'll, I'll just throw one last one out there. 
And uh, it's going to be Tay Martin out of Oklahoma State. He's a, a 6'3", 195-pound uh, wide receiver that he moves pretty well for a player his size. And with uh, Oklahoma State playing Texas this weekend, I think you know, maybe he has a decent game, kind of gets back on track, kind of has fallen off a little bit since I started talking about him. So uh, maybe I'm just a curse, but I, I would definitely be intrigued by him if you're talking about maybe a day two, day three option at wide receiver. Fantastic stuff. He's Russell Brown at Russ NFL Draft, giving us insights into players that you might not have heard of. That's the point here. Learn these guys so that when draft cycle stuff comes around, it's not foreign to you. And it's good to watch some of these college games too, Russell, as I'm sure you would admit. Uh, knowing who some of these guys are so that you can kind of keep an eye on them too. And that's what we try to do for this pod. And I know mm-hmm. listeners appreciate you taking your time for us on a Friday night a ton, man. Thank you again. Yeah, appreciate it. It's always fun. Anytime anybody wants to talk a little draft, you can uh, obviously bring me back on whenever or find me on Twitter at Russ NFL Draft. I appreciate it, Jake. This was fun. We're going to hold you to that, Russell. I appreciate you too, man. All right, that's a wrap for today's episode. Thanks to Russell for joining us, taking us time. Hopefully you got something out of it. You're ready for your college football Saturday and ready to watch your Cleveland Browns on Sunday with an eye on some of those prospects over the weekend. I want to remind everybody I did an episode yesterday, our usual Friday episode with John Colosimo, where we go through the NFL topics. We go through around the AFC North, and then we talk about how the Browns beat the opponent. I think this one was particularly good, so I suggest if you have time to go back and listen to it ahead of the game on Sunday. I will be back one more time before the Cardinals game. We'll be joined by uh, Brad Ward, our usual Sunday combined effort, right? Our crossover between myself and all eyes on cleveland it should be another good one we appreciate your guys support continued support i should say you've been great you keep being great i appreciate you listening to this podcast check back in saturday night or sunday morning for your game day preview edition where we go through the lines we go through the key topics the keys to victory all that stuff check it out thank you for your support again as usual we'll catch you next time we sign off with go browns